0: service of the Scots Fork Christian Church. I am Otis Clark the minister and we are pleased that you have chosen to worship with us and to share in the preaching of the word. This morning I'm going to talk on a subject, words on fire and I will be reading from the book of James. I shared with our church uh, last Lord's Day that I was going to be preaching from the book of James for a while. It is a a tremendous book in the Bible. I think one of the many reasons that I appreciate the teachings that we find in the book of James is there is so much practical advice on how to live the Christian life. And so let's uh, turn to the third chapter of the book of James, and I'll start reading in verse one and read down through verse 12. And let's listen to the word of the Lord. Not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged very more strictly. We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal, Turn. we can turn the whole animal, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals and birds and reptiles and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With the tongue we praise our God and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth comes praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives, and uh, and, a grapevine bear figs? neither can a salt spring produce fresh water on the onset of our message today i want to ask all of us a question how concerned as we go through this life are we concerned about being the very very best christian that we can be i firmly believe in a statement that i have made to our brethren uh, at the Scots Fork Christian Church, and that is this, that if we are going to make an impact on the world to a large degree, it will be because men and women who claim to be born a, a born-again born Christians make a very, very fervent uh, 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 desire, show, express a strong desire to reflect that they love the Lord Jesus Christ with all their hearts with all their souls and with all their minds. Again the book of James is a great book and uh, we're reading here in the third chapter and we're going to talk as you've heard me read about the tongue and uh, we probably need to always keep before us that this is such an important part of the body and it can do so much good, but also it can do so much that is not good. We all need to develop a more mature uh, tongue. Back uh, in 21, uh, possibly some of you remember about this, remember this, um, uh, in 2020, a wildfire swept across San Bernardino County in, in California and nearly 23 acres, Uh, were burned along with 20 buildings 13 people were injured and the blaze claimed the life of a firefighter a very very bad fire and so uh, we know that wildfires have become a way of life particularly in the American West and they're even seemingly getting more prevalent uh, all the time and so uh, it is a a uh, tragic. It is tragic uh, that uh, this fire uh, was completely because it was preventable. It was set accidentally by a couple who were celebrating the impending birth of their child with a gender reveal party. And what happened? It seems that they uh, that their chosen method of revealing the gender of their new unborn child was to use a colored smoke bomb. A spark from the ignition of that smoke bomb quickly became a blaze that couldn't be controlled and which burned for 23 days. The couple was uh, was charged with felony manslaughter, three felony counts of recklessly causing a fire, four felony counts of burning inhabited structures, 22 misdemeanor counts of burning others' property. Friends, it is awful that a celebration of a new life as this should have caused such terrible consequences. An event of this magnitude amply illustrates the devastation that happens every day in countless interactions with people. And the results are fire, but the results are very, very tragic. the the destruction comes from words like spoken words typed words damage that damage relationships incite reactions cause mayhem in families cause all kind of conflict in schools trouble in businesses and heartaches in friendship and so james uses the visceral reaction we have to a large-scale wildfire perfectly to describe why Christians must be so careful in how we communicate. As we've discovered, the book of James is full of practical Christianity. Uh, just last Lord's Day, I talked from the book of James, talked back in the first chapter, and talked about temptation uh, and, uh, uh, and the power uh, that we have to uh, handle the temptations. But uh, he tells us how to deal with the temptations we are faced with. Uh, as we look at the book of James, even looking at it more thoroughly, he deals with prejudice. Uh, in the book of James, James deals with apathetic faith. Living wisely in a world of temptation, very important teachings, as well as already addressing how we communicate our faith or the lack of communication. We look in the book of James and I said there's so many things which are so so powerful. And then uh, we see in James three and we're going to walk our way through verses one through twelve. And friends, I, I, I want us to think, uh, uh, maybe reflect on our own lives. Maybe when there have been times that uh, you have been hurt, and uh, maybe, I hope not, but hurt very, very badly. And, uh, and you probably have some of those things coming to your mind as we have read the scriptures and as you think about your own life. And then also maybe you look at your life and you think about times that the situation controlled you rather than you controlling the situation. And what I mean by that, that maybe you let what you uh, said get out of hand and later deeply regretted uh, that you did not try uh, to uh, watch more thoroughly what you were saying you've heard me say different times and it comes from this book we'll talk about it as we go along with our sermons that uh, uh, it teaches and i don't want to oversimplify it right here in the book of james listen a lot speak little and slow to get angry now that's paraphrasing what it says here in the book of james and uh, friends if you just stop and think about that needless to say that would help immeasurably about the conversations and the words that we would speak and the things that we would say if you listen you're not speaking and and then also uh, uh, listen a lot and then slow to get angry and uh, and uh, and slow to speak so important and so uh, the more uh, easy are the more that we approach our conversation with their thoughts and thinking before we speak can bring tremendous tremendous blessings let's read again verses one and two what it says in and i'm reading from a different translation the new uh, uh, a new living translation and this is what he says in the third chapter verses one and two dear brothers and sisters not many of you should become teachers in the church for we who teach will be judged more strictly indeed we all make many mistakes for if we could control our tongues we would be perfect and we could also control ourselves in every other way what james is saying here it begins by giving a warning to those who would teach others especially in the church but immediately He broadens the scope of the warning to everyone. We all make mistakes in in, uh, communication. You see, friends, if we understand, if we're walking with Christ, and if we understand the teachings of the Bible, we understand that we are to seek to go to maturity. In other words, maybe some of the things that might have tripped us up in uh, past years and all as we were in the process of growing spiritually st- growing strong in the Lord because of our maturity we hopefully would are better at handling uh, what comes to us and so this is what James is saying here as he speaks to the Christians at that time and Christians in all time to come is our goal is maturity Uh, I think there is myriad and I encourage you to grab a hold of these words and that is as a Christian many many things that we want to be mindful of day unto day as we live our lives but one of the things we want to keep before us is let's say we get in a tense situation, and I know everyone is glued together differently. But rather than a situation controlling us, causing us to say things, to do things, that excuse me, that afterward we would regret, is that what we want to do with God's help, with God's leading of the Holy Spirit, is control that situation. And the only way that will ever come about is by growing in our maturity growing in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ James inspired point is that gaining control of our words affects every other part of life it is unreal how important this is yes we understand that uh, when we think about this that the tongue is a very small thing. In First Peter 3.10 it says, For the scripture says that if you want to enjoy life, now listen, and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your li- lips from telling lies. That's a great teaching in the book of Peter and that was being read from the New Living Translation. If you want to enjoy life, and see many happy days keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies so often we hear in different situations that a person will say about another person you know I I never heard that person ever say a bad word about anyone now we give them the benefit of the doubt and and we say under our breath or we may say it out loud you know that is incredible that is incredible because that shows a lot of maturity because in our day, you know as well as I do, if someone cusses you, uh, we look at the response that people many make and uh, they're cursing the person right back. And of course Jesus dealt with this uh, in the, as we talk from the Beatitudes, from the ser- Sermon on the Mount, that uh, if somebody smacks you on one cheek, you turn the other. If someone asks you to go a mile, you go two. And so, recognizing how powerful the tongue is it is so so important that we learn to control what we say a small thing in James 3 3 & 4 it says we can make a large horse again this is a, in a New Living Translation we can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. Friends, how we need to recognize something here. And that is that it only takes a few words to make a huge difference. And James talks a whole lot. He gives a lot of teachings in the third chapter of the book of James about how that uh, the use of the tongue, the the troubles and the heartaches that it can break. Also, back in the book of Proverbs, in the 16th chapter, verse 24, uh, one of the beautiful Proverbs, and it says this, uh, Gracious words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul, and a healing to the bones. Beautiful words. And we need to realize today, in thinking about that maybe we're the only Bible that people are reading, we know that uh, churches, people have stopped coming to churches, I, I certainly uh, feel for, well I say I feel for them, I do because I think the particular reasons as to why they have come to that conclusion that they do not need together as we have been commanded to do forsake not the of ourselves together as the manner of some is, for if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth we remaineth no more uh, a sacrifice, and so there remain no more a sacrifice and so we need to see as uh, uh, it says in James the third chapter verses three and four let me read it again or let me read it down we can make a large horse go wherever, go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth and a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go even though the winds are strong kind words friends are like honey sweet to the soul and healthy for the body you know as well as i do we appreciate we appreciate uh people sharing with us genuinely, not uh, from hypocrisy not from hoping to gain something for themselves by saying what they say to us but a word fitly spoken you really really cannot put a price tag on it so to speak it is so so meaningful kind words are like honey in James third chapter verses five and six it says this in the same way the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches but a tiny spark just like the fire out in San Bernardino but a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire and among all the parts of the body listen James says the tongue is a flame of fire it is a whole world of wickedness corrupting your entire body it can set your whole life on fire for it is set on fire by hell itself notice notice the huge differences uh, and how there can be negative and the harm that they can do so sad many many people use their mouths use their tongues use their speech to use the Lord's name in vain and it not faze them at all I'm not acting like I am so religious but it just breaks my heart to see in our day how there continues to be an escalation of using the tongue of using the mouth to do so much of breaking the teachings of the Ten Commandments friend I ask you as I ask at the front end to hear of this message how close Are you to Jesus Christ? How big of a desire do you have to really, really uh, be a genuine Christian and to be salt of the earth, to be a light of the world, to be a shining example? You see, friends, too often the barb of our tongues dig blood from the soul of others. Sometimes we substitute styles of communication like sarcasm, To try to cover up our evil thoughts sarcasm comes from a Greek word sarx the word for flesh and what uh, we're saying there is you go back to a Roman uh, person uh, 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 carrying a sharp whip uh, which would cut into the flesh of his horse and that's roots of our word sarcasm words that lacerate and hurt and you probably are saying, if I could sit down and talk with each one of you, you would probably say, I have had people to say words to me and just cut to the bone. I've had people to say to me through life, said, Brother Orders, I'm just having such a hard time with this because their words were so harsh and it just cut right to the heart of, a bone, of my bones. We need to set the right course. And James talks about that in James, the third chapter, verses seven through 12. People contain all kinds of animals they contain birds reptiles and fish but no one can tame the tongue. it is reckless and evil full of deadly poison sometimes it praises our lord and father and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of god and so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth surely my brothers and sisters this is not right Does a spring of water bubble out with fresh water and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? No, and you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. Here are some of the semi-good news with a warning built in. Our words have the potential of duality. James asked the rhetorical question, can both states of being exist together and absolutely not. Salt and fresh water cannot come from the same source. Recognize that we practice hypocrisy with our words at times. And James is asking us to monitor uh, what gushes out of our mouths. Is it salty or is it sweet? We all know friends that our communications have matured when our words are a blessing. I hope and pray that as you think about things that you have said to family members, as you said to friends, that you said to loved ones through the years and that they have come back and that they said to you, you have no idea how much I appreciated your words. Friends, I know after 55 years of preaching that so much good can be done when we are genuine in what we are saying and that we mean it and uh, the good that can be done i sometimes wonder if we use the phrase too lightly and maybe not understand what all is involved when we say so often that we love someone is that i think we need to always ask ourselves now, am i justified in saying this is that really how excuse me, that I feel because uh, people can glean whether you're being genuine, whether you're being totally honest, uh, whether you are just seeking, seeking to flatter someone. So let's keep in mind, friends, as we go through life, again, go back to the question I asked at the beginning. Are you, am I, seeking to be the best Christian that we can possibly be? Are we seeking to go on to maturity in all phases of our walk with Christ? The Lord needs you. The Lord needs me. He has no hands but our hands. He has no feet but our feet. And friends, we can need to count it a privilege that we live in a land where we can worship as we please and where that we can try to be genuine, genuine, genuine. So gentle words are a tree of life, a deceitful tongue, crushes the spirit let us pray father we thank you for your word and we know that some things that we need to talk about are not the most pleasant in the world but we need to understand that there is so much being uh, said in our world by words that come out of our mouths the use of our tongues the use of our mouth and lord it is my prayer it is our prayer that you will have all of us to have a desire to grow in our maturity in all of the areas of the Christian walk. And Lord, just help us today to take inventory about the use of our tongue to take inventory about whether we're using it in a genuine way to encourage brothers and sisters in Christ or whether we're using it in a way that is very unbecoming of a Christian. Lead us by your spirit, Father. Guide us by your spirit and help us to be truly your children. In his name we pray, amen.